This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 120, about Gotham, A Dark Knight, season 4, episode 15, The Sinking Ship, The Grand Applause. I'm David Mazuz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Robin Lord Taylor, and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Drew Powell, and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Butch is back, and so are we. Hey there, fellow Gothamites. We're here with episode 120 of Gotham TV Podcast, talking about Gotham, A Dark Knight, season 4, episode 15, The Sinking Ship, The Grand Applause. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow detectives. I'm one of your other hosts, John. A sinking ship, or... The renewal of a ship. I think it really is um, the HMS Sophia sinking very quickly, taking on water. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I think from the 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 sight of victory, uh, defeat is surely brought. Absolutely. But we do have the return of the Nigmobile Pot ship in this episode. Yes, and um, HMS. Harvey Bullock and Jim Gordon mm-hmm. is coming interview, starting to dock up. Yes, that definitely delivered some grand applause from me. Yes. <laughs> but enough with this punning on the title of Gotham. Um, welcome back, everyone. Um, please, as always, share the love, share the podcast. Head on over to GothamTVPodcast.com and subscribe to any of your good or evil podcast catchers. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podcast Addict, and of course, Stitcher, uh, where you can search Gotham TV Podcast. Subscribe, rate us, leave a review, uh, but please share the love and share the podcast. Mm -hmm. Speaking of premium, you can also head on over to stitcher.com forward slash premium uh, and avail of our very own promo code, defenders um and you have the opportunity to listen for free for one month the marvel scripted podcast wolverine the long night so please if you enjoy podcasts and you enjoy comic books please head on over to listen to this really interesting detective tale and investigation featuring wolverine who is played by Richard Armitage. Yeah, I hope some of you are enjoying that. It's a really good show, actually. The production values are fantastic. They're really good. It makes you feel like you're in Alaska. makes you feel like you're in this town uh, where the investigation is going on. Really good. But our podcast is over on Stitcher, but it's not premium. It is, as always, for free over there. Um, but... I do recommend that you check out uh, Wolverine. And there's an after show over there for the uh, for the Wolverine uh, scripted show from Marvel as well. You can check that out too. Uh, and loads and loads of other content uh, on there. Yes, just remember to use promo code DEFENDERS. Yes, yes, use our code. Why not? Support the podcast. A couple of quick pieces of news before we go into our discussion uh, for this episode. Uh, our review of next week's episode 16 of Gotham will be a little bit delayed. Uh, it's over the Easter period, so we're going to be going away for a couple of days. Uh, we will have it out in time for episode 17, but that's a very exciting one. Episode 16 is being directed by the wonderful Ben McKenzie. Which, given his previous writing and directing chops on Gotham, I'm really, really looking forward to as well. So yeah, our apologies for the slight delay for next week's episode, episode 16 of Gotham. 
but it will only be by a few days. Yeah, exactly. And it gives you a bit more time to get your feedback in on the episode. Hopefully it's a really good one. There's loads to talk about uh, when we get to it. One other bit of news just for our fellow Gothamites who are in the UK or Ireland potentially. There is an announcement which has said that Gotham is coming back. Season 4 of Gotham is coming to E4. It has moved channel, gone from Channel 5, uh, who unfortunately haven't broadcasted since Season 2. But you can get Season 1 through 3 on Netflix and obviously go into Season 4 on uh, on E4 uh, in a couple of weeks' time. They're just uh, coming soon, but I'm expecting that it's going to be not that long away. Very exciting for our fellow UK and Ireland Gothamites, especially the ones going to Heroes Villain Fan Fest with us in May of this year. They'll be able to watch some of the episodes live on TV. Yes, it is definitely great to see Gotham back on the TV in the UK that E4 has picked up the ball that was dropped by Channel 5, uh, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So good on you, E4, and good on the UK and Ireland for having Gotham back on the TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think let's get on with our spoiler-filled review of Gotham Episode 15, The Sinking Ship, The Grand Applause. Derek, what are some of the episode details? Yep, this episode was directed by Nick Copus. We'll remember him. He's had some very good episodes in the past. He did, um, on season one, he did episode 15, The Scarecrow, which is, I know, one of your favorites still to this day, John. Yeah, absolutely love uh, The Scarecrow in this world. I think they've done him really, really well. So, yeah, Nick was the guy who introduced us to this fantastic character all the way back in season one. Uh, And he came back on board for season two with episodes 12 and 15. Episode 12, he introduced another famous villain of the Gotham world, Mr. Freeze. Mm -hmm. And of course, in episode 15 of season two, Mad Grey Dawn, which was another fabulous episode. Yes, some great episodes there. This episode was also written by Seth Boston, who gave us episode uh, 13 of season two, A Dead Man Feels No Cold, which featured Victor Freeze. And he also gave us season three, episode 14, one of the best episodes of Gotham so far, The Gentle Art of Making Enemies, which had Jerome and the House of Mirrors with Bruce Wayne. That was a very, very good episode. Yeah, very cool. Uh, No Jerome this time, but we do get Victor Freeze, probably a good uh, indication of Seth Boston's love for the character as well. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for this episode? Sure. With her acquisition of the Narrows under her puppet Samson, Sophia begins to tighten her grip on the Gotham underworld. But as her fingers tighten around the prize, so things begin to unravel as her enemies coalesce to destroy her. Penguin, Lee and Nigma enlist an unlikely ally as they seek revenge and Bullock and Gordon track down someone who is key in Sophia's control over Gotham, Mr. Penn. Meanwhile, Selina asks Bruce for a favour to help rid her of the guilt over Ivy, and Barbara is suffering with migraines, which start to take on a familiar shape as she is taken over by the essence of Rachel Ghoul. As Jim and Harvey bring Penn into protective custody, most likely from himself, <laughs> Sophia, Zaz and Wendell arrive. In the resultant shootout, Penn is taken to safety by Harvey, Zaz and Wendell head for a milkshake, and Leslie Tompkins' aim is straight and true as casualties ensue. <laughs> nice. Jazz, jazz hands with my rhyming end there. I like that, John. Yeah, very, very good. Very good. Also, very cool episode here. Oh, yeah. Like, so much going on. Mm-hmm. Really loads going on. 
so many of the characters of Gotham coming into play here. Um, yeah, really tough to pick that top five because mm-hmm. everything was so timey-wimey, mixy-wixy in there, I think, of this massive Gotham sort of casserole dish of, of different <laughs> players. I like it. I like it. Well, some of the big players for the episode are going to be in our case note number one. Nigma's out of his prison, and now so is Oswald. And not only that, but Martine is also out of prison. We see the Riddler coming to save him with um, instructions on Martine's little writing pad, which was really very cool. It was. Um, And yes, brought to safety out of the custody of Sophia so that she can't leverage Martine's safety over, over Oswald. But this is all to ultimately bring... Uh, Oswald out of Arkham Asylum, which is really cool. Um, but Sophia, in hearing of this daring break, prison break from Martine, but at the hands of the Riddler, decides to send in Zaz um, and Wendell, the three-point shooter, to go and kill Oswald, to get him and really sort of rough him up a bit. And this kind of intersects with Jim and Harvey's investigation as well, where they are trying to find the the roots of, of Sophia's power base in, mm-hmm. in Gotham. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I did love that moment with the, the release of Martine where we see another rocket launcher, probably one of the favourite weapons in Gotham so far, <laughs> a rocket launcher to blow up the kitchen full of gas. I'm not sure whether you needed the gas in addition to the rocket launcher. I'm not sure about that. I think the rocket launcher probably would have accomplished the job, but if you want to kill both of them, uh, you'll, you'll deal with the rocket launcher and gas. Um, it is interesting here, we talked about it a couple of episodes ago, that we weren't sure whether Zaz had actually handed over Martine to um, Sophia. We knew that he had taken him away, and that's why he had him in protective custody. Oswald didn't know where he was being held, but we see here that the people who are taking care of him are in the employ of Sophia. So it was definitely Zaz moving uh, shifting sides, I suppose, over to Sophia, which we knew in dialogue, but we didn't know what had happened to Martine. Just like Oswald, we were kept in the dark about that. Definitely. I think um, the other aspect here that I have flippantly uh, overlooked is that Harvey is back on the force. He's taken back his badge, and that is why he is uh, with Penguin in prison. He's trying to get further information as Zaz and Wendell show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we have the breakout by Ed Nigma with Martine because Nigma realizes that in taking Martine, Sophia is going to send in the heavies to get hold of Oswald. And um, so, yeah, really good here. And um, just how all this interaction kind of takes place. But yeah, we have the Nig Mogglepot uh, back uh, on board. Yeah. And um, the other little thing is one of the goons who is um guarding martine is reading a comic a detective comic in fact and um, which is obviously the precursor to surprise surprise dc yes yeah so really really cool yeah it's a De- detective comics number 14 and um, batman first appeared in detective comics number 27 which was released about a year after this comic i kind of like that touch it's a really nice idea to have a comic that takes a pla- takes place before batman arrives in gotham exactly like this show arriving before Batman appears in Gotham. It's a, it's a nice little touch, you know. Seems like great set design from the producers of the show. Uh, so Nigma and Oswald also go on to try and form their own little clique of people. I love this idea where Riddler is now going to Lee Tompkins to try and get her involved to set up a base 
where she has her base in the Narrows. When he gets there, he finds out about her hand. He finds out that Sophia has taken power back off her and the reaction from Corey Michael Smith, the reaction on his face <laughs> when he finds out that she is useless to him is just fantastic. It's like just looking at her going, oh, okay, you can't do anything for us. Yeah, then. puts his tie back up and fixes yeah. himself to look more Riddler rather than the sort of down and out Ed Nigma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really good. Um, I love it when Oswald comes breaking in as well here and you have the three of them in Leslie's uh, surgery. Uh, and Oswald says, I let him out of his cage and in turn he let me out of mine mm-hmm. in terms of the prison break and in terms of releasing the Riddler back into Gotham. Really nice little line there. Um, but they also then need muscle yes. ultimately. And so they head on over to try and find Grundy. But Grundy's gone. Yes. We have Butch. Butch is back, and it certainly backfires on the Riddler here. Yeah, yeah. Not a good idea for the Riddler to go down there alone. Uh, But I do like this. I like that we have Butch inside the body of Grundy now. So we have got Butch. I like that he does this. I like that it is Riddler who goes down on his own and tries to be really smart with him. And then suddenly the realization that Butch is back and he's got his mind back. And what does he do? Of course, he knocks out Riddler and drags him across the city to Tabitha. <laughs> yes, exactly. As lo- another little offering to Tabitha. Yeah, I love that. I love it when Butch goes, you're not Ed and I'm not Grundy. Mm. Um, you know, there's been changes here. It's a shame we've lost that kind of kooky little relationship, but certainly it's nice to have that kind of revengeful side. You forget how much pain the Riddler put Tabitha and uh, Butch Gilzean through here. And so even when he arrives at the Sirens Bar, you know, the atmosphere between him and Barbara, too, is very, very kind of tense. And I really like that. Yeah. You know, all these things coming up from the past are still there. They still resonate. So it's really, really good. Yeah, remember, she is the one that shot him in the head. So when she realizes that this is Grundy back, I love the Chios instantly to, to get the corkscrew to aim it at his face and threaten him again. And he just goes, ooh, scary. Yeah, and I, I mean, the other good thing here is we do start to see, and we'll come back to it, in one of our later case notes, but we see Barbara suffering from uh, migraines, she says. She's kind of popping pills, and she's really struggling with her focus. Well, why don't we go on to that? That's, uh, that can be our case note number two. John. Yes, Babs is in pain. Um, yeah, so she's really struggling here. Th- things are kind of going out of focus. She, mm-hmm. uh, the sounds are muffled. She's taking her painkillers. She's really um, not feeling herself. And, of course... We know why she has glowy hand syndrome yes. from Rachel Ghoul, his essence, his spirit that infiltrates her. And here we now see the result of that. Yes. Um, and just so really good that, again, bringing this back, um, you know, the light from his essence coming into her hands and it glowing up. And then he walks towards her. And it seems like he walks into her so is barbara now possessed by the spirit of rachel ghoul or will he ultimately turn barbara into him is this the end of barbara will he eat away at her and eventually she'll grow a mustache and (laughs) get a beard and she will morph into rachel ghoul probably not but maybe He'll keep her around, you know, but she is certainly possessed uh, and under the control of Rachel Ghoul, or so it looks right at the end there in the bar as his um, spirit, his physical 
uh, astral kind of form walks towards her and and seemingly uh, takes control of her. Yeah, it's so good to start seeing this payoff. I think it was episode four or episode five of this season when we saw the essence pass from Rachel Ghoul to, to to Babs. It does feel like she's going to be more of a vessel to his essence until he maybe finds another body. But a really interesting role for for Barbara to play for hopefully the rest of the season now as we see Raish Al Ghul come back. It is wonderful to see Alexander Sadiq finally in the show. Once again, he is another character who's had his credit and the at the opening credits of every show since he was since he first appeared, he's had a credit there. So because the credit was there, I wasn't expecting to see him in this episode, but it's really nice to see him back and hopefully we'll get to see a bit more of maybe the fight within Barbara's mind with Alexander Sadiq and Aaron Richards playing the roles off against each other potentially. We'll see them do it that way for a little while, but uh, but definitely some big changes to come for Babs. Yeah, completely. I think with that, on to case note three. Uh, Jim and Harvey's side of the investigation, um, Mr. Penn is the key. Yes. He is back. Really great here. You know, we we have Harvey taking back the badge, as I said. And I, I love the moment that he also says, and it, it resonates later on in the episode where he says, Jim, you have to pay for this. I will help you, but you still have to own this and suffer the consequences. Harvey, yeah. Yeah, but Harvey goes on um, his old stomping grounds, his old contacts in the underworld, and ends up with the delightful uh, Miss Agnes, also known as the Skinner, uh, who used to skin the people alive on the request or the orders of Carmine Falcone. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately it leads him to the Penguin in Arkham, and then... They hit on Mr. Penn as the key. Um, He's in a really interesting place at the moment. I don't know whether is this a holiday resort and spa that he's visiting where grown-ups can act out childhood fantasies with uh, big rubber duckies and uh, big building blocks and Uh Lego and, and all this kind of thing. Or is he in an asylum? Um. Or, or, or some kind of medical or mental facility where he is kind of laying low and trying to hide. I, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> well, they do call it out that this is something that he's known to do is to go to, way to the, go away to this special therapy at a resort. But it feels more like a spa, the way everybody's describing it, that it's going to be a place where he goes and gets massages and you know facials and that kind of stuff to relax after his hard days of doing the books for everybody in Gotham, it looks like. But... This is one of the funniest things I have seen on Gotham. Yeah, uh, absolutely. As, as we've got it. So as you say, everybody there being dressed up like babies, being taken care of by the management that are there, that's they're dressed up as nurses or dressed up as nursemaids, taking care of them. Um, hilarious. Honestly, I thought there was just some fun being had by the writer of the show kind of going... If we're going to bring back this really serious character after he'd been <laughs> abused by Babs the last time we saw him, we thought he was possibly dead after being tortured by Babs in the past. Great to see Mr. Penn back, but it was like a good joke there going, if we're going to bring back this really straight-laced, serious character, we're going to bring him back in the funniest way we can think of. He has some fine fantasies going on there. <laughs> um, I just, I mean, I just saw Arthur Penn here. Comedy genius. I love how he tries to sneak out of the room when Harvey and Jim are are asking if he is there. And just when he gets caught, just the expression, the the slight sort of lull of the head, and then him taking off his bonnet. Yes, who would have thought Arthur Penn would have a baby bonnet on? But 
with his little ducky uh, bib. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so funny in his little uh, blue pajamas and presumably... With, uh, did he have a dummy around his neck as well? I, think I didn't he may see the dummy. Done. I didn't see the dummy, but uh, possibly. Uh, Andrew Sellen is great in this role. Really enjoy seeing Mr. Penn back. And the good news is he's alive at the end of the episode, so we will hopefully see him again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he, he he is being driven to safety by, by Harvey Bullock, uh, as Wendell and Zaz are firing their guns at the back of the car. And there is a moment where his head pops up out the back as though he's trying to see what's going on. Uh, again, I thought that was just a little giggly moment. Yeah. But we find here that Penn was asked to work for Falcone to keep tabs on Sophia. Yeah. Sophia learnt about that and then effectively forced him to work um, for her. And this is why she was always just so much ahead of the pack uh, you know that one step ahead of penguin um because she had an inside man yeah it's quite significant isn't it he's so he worked for don falcone when, when don falcone was the head of gotham or the king of gotham then he went on to work for penguin but was still working for don falcone and then when sophia comes to town don falcone says you need to work with her as well He's also the one that introduced Sophia to Laszlo Valentine, Professor Pig. So he has got quite a significant connection with these characters uh, in the show, which is which is really good. It's great that he wasn't just the backup man for the Penguin. He had loads more going on that we didn't know about. And he was keeping it all separate and probably making a hell of a lot of money out of this arrangement between all of these leaders of the underworld of Gotham. Yeah, I mean, you know, we really enjoyed this character um, working with Penguin. I mean, he was such a a standout, you know, Mm -hmm. and to have this sort of bigger impact on what has gone down in Gotham with Sophia uh, and Jim and the GCPD and ultimately the demise of Penguin, uh, although we're starting to see his uh, rise up again to be an Emperor Penguin. So I think such um, a good thread through this story. And one final bit about this scene, I just absolutely have to compliment Bullock and uh, and Gordon as they arrive with their absolutely distasteful looks for what's going on in here. They have seen the dregs of Gotham, remember, over the last four seasons. They've seen the worst of Gotham and they can still be shocked by something like this going on with so many people. There's 30 or 40 people that are at this special therapy session. Uh, I just love the looks on both of their faces. Very, very funny. Um, I just felt like they were just on the level of breaking character and laughing at the situation they've been put in but just thought it was really good definitely um i think on to case note four sophia here holds all the cards yeah um you know and she turns up at this uh special therapy resort and spa at because she knows how much of a linchpin mr pen is Mm. um and this was really interesting in fact a lot of people show up at this uh, special therapy resort and spa um, because we have Sophia, we have the headhunter, we have um, Zaz, we have Jim, we have Harvey Bullock. Mr. Penn is there and they get to him first. But we also have Leslie Tompkins showing up here. Mm -hmm. And previous to that, Leslie, Riddler and Oswald have kind of been split up here. Riddler has been taken to Sophia um, because the sirens have decided this is the best way to kind of 
keep under the radar, yes. and if any fallout happens, they are not going to have that mud stick. Mm-hmm. So he has been sent to Sophia, where we have the return of the dentist as well, working on the Riddler. Um, so it's great to have the dentist back here. Yeah. Um, and the last know? time it was that Sophia was going to be worked on by the dentist until she informed him, I suppose, that she knew everything about him and would threaten the rest of his family. So now he's working with her. That's cool. Um, I love some of the cameos in this episode. The fact that they brought other people back. We see Mr. Freeze being brought back to help Penguin out with his plan uh, of getting into Sophia. So he freezes Penguin and he unfreezes in there and gets the opportunity to try and get Riddler back. But Riddler's been taken away. Riddler's been sent off to the docks to get shot once again. Yes, um, absolutely love this. At the end, Mr. Freeze actually works with Penguin here. Mm-hmm. I do like um, the fact that, you know, Mr. Freeze was slightly betrayed by Penguin. He didn't get the the research money available to try and undo his condition that he has. I love uh, Robin Lord Taylor's sort of, yes, I, I regret that omission and um, so so good but ultimately he gives penguin a, a device and then freezes him um much to the surprise um of of penguin here mm-hmm. and then brings penguin's frozen body in the popsicle this is the pengsicle um yeah. and uh this device slowly melts and cracks open his ice cube uh, that is imprisoning him, uh, and he is able to um, find out where the Riddler has been taken. And it's back to those docks, and I love the moment after Penguin saves him that uh, Ed Nigma goes, I have a strong desire never to see this pier again. It's a great moment because it's been so important in the show, really. Right back to the pilot when we had Penguin on the edge of that pier with a gun in his head, in his face from Jim Gordon. It's been really important back then. Then we had Riddler effectively killing Oswald and throwing him into the river. Yep. So he thought at the time. Then we had Oswald bringing Riddler back there with Mr. Freeze to freeze him into that popsicle that took away his mind for half a season uh, and put him into the center of the iceberg lounge so it's been really important to these two characters and great to see the two of them working together again realizing they can trust one another and now they'll move move ahead and take back gotham from everybody else with their relationship working together it's a really strong moment i wonder will we ever see the pier again it's interesting Uh, may not be with those two characters but uh, but i did really love the moment and one other thing to call out for mr freeze Congratulations on also getting the payday that he was promised as well. He confirms that the melted ice block of the Pengsicle will not happen until after he gets the hundred grand transferred to him. Sophia instantly gives him the money and he walks out and it's only then that the cracking starts. Yes, really, really good. But I think back to the comedy twisted spa and resort hotel where a shootout is ensuing here. We have real casualties here. Jim is shot effectively four times he is, uh, here, with Sophia doing a lot of this damage. Uh, really, but also saying that she will take him back, and he refuses. But we get the fantastic payback moment. You know, these this is not a happy family, the Falcons anymore. Uh, but we see Leslie with the shot to the stomach, and then the headshot to Sophia. So good. Absolutely fantastic. The only thing I would say is, and she's in a coma, not dead. I thought that was the end of Sophia. I really did until we see Jim recovering in hospital um, and him being told that she 
also survived and is in a coma, then she must have one metal-plated forehead uh, to stop that bullet from going into the old brain goo. Um, so, yeah, interesting. No it's one is in dire trouble in Gotham if you can survive such a headshot from from uh, Leslie Tompkins. It was a real surprise to hear that she's in a coma. I know suspension of disbelief with Gotham is not difficult. We've had four seasons of the show and 120 episodes of our podcast talking about Gotham as well. So we've seen a lot. This was a bit of a surprise for me. I'm not sure whether I'm particularly happy with it. We'll just have to see how it plays out in the future. It would be a shame to lose Crystal Reed from the show. She's been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. With Sophia. Particularly the last half of the season has been really, really good seeing Sophia on the show. Losing another member of the Mafia crew with a, with a headshot would be a bit of a shame. But I don't know how she comes back from this. There's got to be at least some permanent damage from a headshot. Definitely. I wonder whether this really uh, moves her into the realm of, say, the Long Halloween, where Sophia, or one of the Falcone families, is in, is wheelchair-bound, um, and, and really, you know, has an, a head and neck brace. We saw her faking it at the funeral in the church, were at her father's funeral, and now maybe this is the turn. This is where you know that comes back to haunt her because now she is permanently crippled, maybe permanently brain damaged, and really is not going to be able to be this queen of the Gotham underworld like she was trying to do. And um, really uh, good to see Leslie do that shooting. And again, we see this dark side of Leslie. You know, she is willing to team up with the Riddler and with Penguin here, despite all the past history, to go after Sophia. And she is adamant that she is going there to kill her. And I really like the fact that, you know, we see this switch in the narrows as well. From the start of this episode, it's under new management. Samson is there collecting Sophia's 30%. Yeah. And then and by the end of it... And killing members of the narrows as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's being really brutal here and shooting the the husband and father of a family who's pleading for his life. But by the end of it, he is in that same boxing ring is put to to rest in a sense he's still alive but leslie uses the hammer that sophia used on her and she seems to take utter rage out on samson's hand so i think samson certainly wasn't going to get an easy ride like he did last time i think samson may be held up as an example, mm -hmm. um, but he's still alive. Yes. He certainly just won't have a hand. Yes, I do love that she's carrying it like her signature weapon of choice now. It's like as if they're creating Leslie into another villain for Gotham where she has her signature weapon, which she's basically taking back from what happened to her on, at the hands of Sophia. No pun intended. But this episode was a real stand-up-and-cheer episode for Leslie Tompkins. We talked about it before that a lot of the storylines in the past had been Leslie Tompkins and Jim Gordon over and over repeating their relationship over and over, whether even when she was going through getting married to Mario Falcone, there was still the relationship to deal with with Jim Gordon. Now that seems to have moved along. She hardly even talks to Jim Gordon. She does save his life as the doctor on the scene after he got shot four times because of how good a doctor she is, says Harvey Bullock. Jim is safe and Jim is alive. But there was no conversation of, oh, my former boyfriend, Jim. Oh, my ex, Jim. There was no conversation of that. This was purely about her paying back Sophia for that uh, broken hand and taking back the narrows. So real pump, fist pump in the air for, uh, for Leslie Tompkins this episode. Really enjoyed it. 
I did also enjoy the conversation between Harvey and Jim in the hospital as well, where Harvey's saying to Jim, you can't tell anybody about killing Pig. You have to keep that to yourself. Jim's responding, saying, so Sophia does actually win in the end. And Harvey quotes Dark Knight with, it's what the city needs. Yes, it exactly. It may not be what you want, but it's what the city needs. That you have to live with this, uh, and that's your debt. That's your cross to bear here. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, really good. You know, as I said earlier in the episode, he says you'll have to pay for this. And Jim automatically is thinking he's going to have to go public, and this is what he intends to do, lying in his hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And Harvey just completely undercuts him, as you say, to say that, no, Gotham doesn't need you to come public on this sort of betrayal of your office yeah um and you have to live with it you have to bury it deep down and this is your debt to the city and to the post that you now um are in yeah 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 really good i think we need to go on to the final case note for this episode because it's fantastic bat cat is back case note five selena turning to bruce for help is that the first time we've seen selena asking for help in the last two seasons yeah, it, it was nice, this. Um, I love the fact that she's rooting through the cupboards in, in Wayne Manor, looking for help. I love the fact that Bruce Wayne goes, missed you too, to her. Uh, you know, she's swallowing her pride a bit here. She certainly recognises that he's not the same person who gave her a hard deal in the Sirens Club, but she expects that he might do something like that later on. You know, she's swallowing her pride here, but she does say, I missed you. And I, I thought it was really just a nice little moment where he goes... Uh, I missed you too. Uh, But this payback is to try and get the stuff she's pawned off um, in order to pay back the family of Roland Charles, who is the the scientist from Wayne Enterprise that was killed by Ivy. She's Mm -hmm. feeling completely guilty for taking these goods, um, and especially after what Ivy did to the family. And so I think this is this is a really nice sort of way of showing that, you know, Selena, in the last episode, she goes, I am no hero. And that is mm-hmm. right. She's not a hero. She's an anti-hero. She will steal, but there are certain things she doesn't look to kill. She's not a murderer. Yeah. And in this case... You know, where it conflicts with her value, um, she will try and reverse it, try and unravel it and bring it back. And yeah. and in this moment, she turns to Bruce to, to help her. And then they go off to the pawn shop to try and buy back the the items that she's she's sold. And which leads to a great little fight. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, fighting back to back. Back cat. Always fun seeing the two of these uh, characters on screen together. The two actors work so well together and seeing them have this big fight in there. What I thought was hilarious, as you say, John, that moment where Selena says to Bruce, I know you're, there's no point in me forgiving you for that issue that we had in the club because you're going to just do it again later on the reason why she says that is because well she did try and steal the stuff back from the pawn shop first before (laughs) she realized she couldn't get past the security and steal it back so now she needs the money because she's exhausted all of her other opportunities and she knows when bruce finds out that she broke into the pawn shop she's in for another lecture from him so nice little touch there definitely and this fighting together was just really cool i love the line from Bruce Wayne at the end, next time take the deal. Uh, and then he chucks a, a bit of a wedge of cash on, on the owner of the shop. So, mm-hmm. yeah, really, really good. 
Yeah, really enjoyed it. That's the end of our case notes for this episode of Gotham. Anything else to talk about, John? Anything else we've missed out? No, there's nothing else from me for for notes. The one only thing that we didn't really mention: Headhunter returning uh, as a as a sideman for Zaz. Headhunter was back in A Day in the Narrows. Uh, he was being used as the muscle uh, to clean out the narrows. Um, so kind of cool to see him back. I was surprised. I didn't expect him back. I thought he'd yes. been killed in that episode, but he was in prison. First name, Wendell. Wendell, yes. Wendell, Head- Wendell H. Hunter. <laughs> Wendell Head Hunter, yeah. maybe. Yes. Uh, what's, our, what's our Gotham moment of the week, John? Uh, it is having the great, the fantastic Mr. Penn back in the show. The reveal of him in his special therapy resort and spa was just hilarious and <laughs> such a great moment um, there. Absolutely comedy gold, comedy genius. So definitely, for me, that moment of the week is Mr. Penn uh, being stopped by Jim and Harvey um, in his new superhero outfit. (laughs) I like it. I'm not too sure whether you can run down the streets wearing a baby grow or an (laughs) adult-sized baby grow. But yeah, great job. Um, It is an episode that had some great big moments in it. That is one of the funniest moments in the episode and definitely a moment of the week. Obviously, the shot to Sophia's head from Lee getting revenge and her taking back the narrows are two big moments as well from the week. What's our Gotham character of the week? We like to highlight a minor character in the show, someone that may not come back in a future episode. What's our Gotham character this time, John? I loved seeing Madam Skinner. Um, I love that she gets this little potted history about her time in the gulag um and you know it's set in this sweet shop um with her grandchildren there but this old lady has a history Mm -hmm. and that is that she's a skinner of people um at the orders of falcone but she has this old shirt past with harvey bullock as well um in terms of one of his contacts on the ground so it's just really nice to see um madam skinner this this little character fleshing out a past with Harvey and a past with uh, Carmine Falcone. Mm-hmm. And also behind the saccharine suite uh, shop front, there is a bloody difference between her frontage and her reality. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Always old friends in Gotham come back to bite you when you, don't, when you least expect it. John, how would you rate this episode of Gotham? I really like this episode and I would give it 4.5 milkshakes and ice creams out of 5 in the tradition of Zaz and Headhunter. Sort of really kind of not getting a break across the entire episode. Each time they just thought, okay, let's go for a milkshake, Mm -hmm. you know, so... I just thought it was so good. It was just the coming together of all these different strands around Sophia onto this resort where Penn is this keystone that has to be protected by Jim and Harvey, killed by um, Sophia and her gang, or reclaimed at least. Whether it would be killed, we don't know. But certainly Penguin was out to try and get him for his betrayal uh, as what he thought was a loyal right-hand man. And I just think played so fantastically here. So really good. You know, we got Mr. Freeze as well. Fantastic. The dentist came back. Madame Skinner as well. All really good. And then as well, Bruce and Selena uh, hooking up to to really kind of emphasize that Selena, you know, is a more complex um, villain, if you will. In fact, an anti-hero than than most of the other villains in Gotham. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. No, really, really enjoyed this episode. It was great fun and some classic Gotham moments in there. Really, really good. I have a feeling that Seth Boston, the writer of this episode, had a bit of a sweet tooth, though. We have the ice cream being offered to Martin at the start. We have the episode ending with Zaz and Headhunter going off for a milkshake. And we also have Madame Skinner sitting in a candy shop. Was he denying all of those sugary treats at the time and they were all in his mind? But yeah, really good fun. I think it's time to get on to some feedback, John. Yes. First off, we have some episode 15 Facebook feedback. You can head on over to our Facebook group. Just head on to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Gotham TV podcast. First up, Almadina Fuentes says it's a wonderful episode. Most definitely. Just such a fantastic episode. Caroline Wells comes in. That wonderful look of shock as Sophia met the floor. (laughs) And then the fandom rejoice. That is the grand applause. Charlotte Bain goes on saying, now that was priceless. Loved how Oswald and Ed promised not to go back to the pier. Lol. Absolutely. (laughs) Such a great comedy moment as well. Such good comedy in this. Married to, you know, some bloody violence. Mm -hmm. Houses exploding. Gunshots being fired. People hospitalized. Hammers being wielded. Mm -hmm. um, You know, teeth being pulled drill bits being used i mean just fantastic the return of grundy the freezing of penguin so much so much good stuff for this episode richard blaze also says amazing episode easily in my top five best evers wow high praise indeed yeah definitely one of the big big hitter of an episode We also have some email feedback. Uh, You can email us your thoughts and comments on feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com. The first piece of feedback comes from Monica Jones. What an episode. So much drama and so many laughs. My initial reactions, the opening shot of Detective Comics number 14 was very cool and appropriately a full year before Batman's first appearance. That's right. Yeah, good spot, Monica. Monica carries on. Uncle Penguin sent me to get you. So cute. And Martin wasn't interested until Ed offered an ice cream. (laughs) By the way, is that Zaz's idea of childcare? (laughs) That wasn't great, was it? He doesn't even get a chair. I know. (laughs) Um, I love Bruce and Selena's chemistry. I missed you too. Yeah, fantastic moments. Such a a little bit of... um, writing a little bit of dialogue but it just uh is portrayed in such a way that it means so much between these two characters absolutely and to all of us yeah exactly monica carries on with but you're not as and i'm not grundy been waiting for this moment and it did not disappoint grinning like the joker over here oh yeah penguin's face when he realizes pen double crossed him robin lord taylor is a gem Now, do you boys want to come quietly or do you want to do this the fun way? I have missed Zaz, but my favorite line of the episode that had me laughing the hardest, I have a strong desire to never, ever see this pair again. Looking forward to your show, Monica. Thank you so much, Monica. Yes, such a great line amongst so many great lines uh, in this episode. Yeah, it definitely. I have, have to say, didn't mention the moment, but Robert Lord Taylor on the streets of Gotham with Ben McKenzie and Harvey Bullock and having that discussion with them where he finds out that Mr. Penn is the one that's betrayed him, where he almost chokes on the bile and anger that's in him. It's just such a great penguin moment. It's a moment we've gotten from Robert Lord Taylor a few times, but it's no, never not fun seeing it. Really yeah, good. Really exactly. Good. 
Our other piece of feedback on an email comes in from Claire Payne. She says, hello, Gotham TV podcast. What an amazing episode. I've watched it three times and words still fail me in exactly why I loved it so much. I will apologize in advance for using the word love a lot during this piece of feedback. No need to apologize, Claire. <laughs> The opening scene alone with the two men guarding Martine and one of them reading a detective comic was brilliant. I suspect you paused to see what the comic was, but I didn't have Batman on the cover. That's true. Early, early issue of uh, detective comics. You know us so well, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pause. Again. Yeah. <laughs> says, I love how Ed has got a swagger back now. He is the Riddler and told Martine that Uncle Penguin had sent him. Harvey going off on his own to speak to an old informant. I just love how creative Gotham are with their names. I could not wait to see who Scandinavian Skinner was, and I wasn't disappointed. I love how Harvey took control following the leads and taking down Sophia Falcone, arresting Penguin and telling Jim whilst in his hospital bed that he has to live his debt just like Harvey does, as that, that is what the city needs. Just great moments. Claire says, love the scenes between Bruce and Selena, especially as she admitted that she needed help. It was also great that Bruce taught Selena that apologizing is easier than you think. I love how Ed pretended not to be Riddler when he went to see Lee and she instantly knew that he was different. <laughs> yeah, so good. Just the tie being undone, um, scruffing up his hair a bit. Uh, yeah, so, so good. Mm -hmm. Lee didn't seem too concerned that the Riddler had returned, though. I am hoping that there will still be some kind of alliance between them. It seems like Lee is going to do anything to get the Narrows back in her grasp. So I agree with you, Claire, that's very likely that she's going to be working with the Riddler in the future. Possibly. <laughs> seems like there's going to be some fun alliances still going on in the show. Claire continues with, Lee was brilliant. I love what she did to gain back control of the Narrows. I hope she stays on this path and doesn't go too dark. Do you think when she shot Sophia, she intended to put her in a coma? I absolutely think that she thought Sophia was dead, much like all of us watching the episode. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Claire says she loves how they wrapped up Sophia's story for now, as I feel it's time to move on. Oswald definitely needs to calm down, and his short time on ice did help him a bit. I loved Oswald's brief dilemma. Does he go after Sophia or rescue Ed? He made the right choice. It's going to be interesting to see the trust will remain. Brilliant scene of Oswald and Ed at the pier, and they never want to go and see it again. Mr. Penn's backstory of being a long-term loyal employee to Don Falcone was brilliant. I love how he was working for Sophia because he had to stay alive, but all along trying to make Oswald see Sophia was behind it all. Another question, how did Mr. Penn know how to find Laszlo Valentine, a.k.a. Pig? Seems like he had some kind of prior relationship uh, with Mr. Pig that we didn't get in this episode, Claire. Um, but yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one. I just like that they tied him in with that whole plot. That it is effectively his fault if... if he didn't connect Sophia to Mr. Pig, maybe things would have gone a lot differently in Gotham. Definitely. I mean, Laszlo Valentine was an ex-con, so he may have connected to him, found him through being part of that network of the Carmine Falcone uh, mm. empire. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, exactly this relationship. Um, and thank goodness that Mr. Penn was driven to safety by Harvey Bullock. Yeah. So uh, I am certainly looking forward to the next episode uh, to see Mr. Penn back. Yeah, looking forward to the next time we see him. Claire continues, Mr. Penn's therapy was hilariously weird. And I would like to mention Andrew Sellen because his tweets two hours before the episode aired in the USA were brilliant. He was right. This episode of Gotham was funny, nail-biting, and a huge game-changer. I love Andrew Sellen on Twitter. He's been fantastic, especially throughout this episode. He keeps saying, you never know what you're going to get at Gotham. I kept thinking that meant this would be the end of Mr. Penn, but no, we do get to keep him uh, in the show, and we hear how much of an impact he did actually have in the back 
running of Gotham in the past is really good. Finally, Claire says, Butch is back, and I love how he told Ted that he got smart too. And I'm really interested to see whether we are going to see Rachel Ghoul pass to Barbara, and I'm really looking forward to it. Claire. Thanks so much for all of your feedback. Lots of great thoughts about this episode. It was one of a spe- one of those special episodes of Gotham, wasn't it? There's just so much going on. Yeah, so, so special. Uh, really, really loved this episode. Can't wait for next time. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Gotham. We'll be back a little bit later next, next week with our review of episode 16 of Gotham, one of my three soups, directed by the wonderful... Ben McKenzie. Yes, thank you so much uh, for all the feedback. And of course, thank you so much for listening. I'm off to go and get milkshake with Zaz and Wendell. Uh, it just seems I can't catch a break uh, today. Can um, I come? You, of course you can. Good. And so can everyone else listening to Gotham TV podcast. But of course, once we finish those milkshakes, slurp them down, um, we will be back to speak with you again next time. Yes, have a lovely Easter. We will talk to you directly after that. Yes, happy bunny day indeed. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for being a Butch supporter. Butch loves you, baby.